Thanksgiving can be easy when we are well-known. But how about when we are misunderstood? In our 700 seconds, we will begin a series of listening to Psalms of Thanksgiving. In this episode, we will hear from the 26th Psalm, which describes for us what it sounds like to give thanks when misunderstood and under fire for our positions. I hope and pray that the Lord will lead us to give thanks for what the Lord can do in purifying, posturing, and planting each of us perfectly. You're listening to 700 Seconds in a Psalm with Dr. DJ Freemeyer. This is a production of djbiblecoaching.com. Let's turn to today's psalm and dive in. When everything is going well, it can be easy to sing loudly and give thanks for our good positions and many blessings. Yet Psalm 26 encourages us to give thanks when we are not well known or well respected, and the only one who truly knows us is the Lord. When we are misunderstood or connected with people who are considered irreprehensible, it can be more difficult to give thanks. Thankfully, Psalm 26 models for us a lack of concern about what others think of us and instead urges us to care only about what the Lord thinks. And this singular care about how the Lord views us starts right from the beginning of the psalm. The psalm begins with the request, Judge me, Lord. Now, not everyone would want to make such a bold request. Certainly those who do not believe in the existence of a divine judge would never utter this prayer but neither would those who know that their actions have not been good. It would not be logical for accused criminals to ask the judge to sentence them after being shown irrefutable proofs of guilt. How many of us would want judgment when we know we are guilty? Still, some of us might be hesitant to ask the Lord to judge us because we do not know whether we will be found guilty or not. Perhaps we might not be acting out of pure motives or selfless desires. How many of us right now would want the Lord to judge us? If the beginning of this psalm is not startling enough, the psalmist heats it up even more and invites the Lord to do more than judge. The psalmist asks for tests. That in itself is strange, not just because most of us dislike testing in general, but because the tests requested are for the evaluation of all of a person's thoughts, actions, and feelings. Even if the psalmist had acted well in the past, a test given at a vulnerable moment could easily change the verdict from innocent to guilty. How many of us would desire a test if that test could come at our weakest moments? Even so, the psalmist initiates the test by requesting a trial by fire. Now, in societies that avoid pain, asking to be put into the fire would seem bizarre. We tend to avoid heated situations, yet the psalmist requests them. How could the psalmist request to be judged, tested, and tried by fire? Well, one would only ask these things if the outcome were already known. If one is confident in surviving the fire to come, then one could face it boldly. If one is confident about acing the test, then one has no fear in requesting it. If one is certain of the judgment, then one could say, let the judgment come. The psalmist, therefore, believes that when put to the test, the psalmist will not falter. 
This is astounding confidence being displayed. Yet this confidence is not because the psalmist is filled with pride or has too high a perception of self. Rather, this is because the psalmist is confident in what the Lord has already done and how the Lord has already been purifying, posturing, and planting the psalmist perfectly. First, the psalmist trusts that the Lord purifies well. The metaphor used in the psalm is when one is mining precious metals and places those metals into the fire in order to refine them and remove the impurities. The psalmist declares that the Lord has done such a great job at refining the psalmist that the fires will no longer find impurities to remove. The Lord has cleansed the psalmist inwardly and outwardly. The psalm mentions the innards and the heart, which in Hebrew poetry connect with the desires and the will of a person. The psalmist is confident that both desires and will could withstand whatever heat or fire might be applied. Not because of how great the psalmist is, but because of how great the Lord's cleansing has been. The psalmist has embraced the refining process that the Lord has done. Moreover, the psalmist has embraced the gifts that the Lord has given to keep the psalmist pure. The metaphor here shifts to a journey, and it is beneficial when on a journey to keep one's eyes on the destination and one's feet moving on the right path. For the psalmist, the destination is the Lord's hesed, or loving loyalty, and the right path is the Lord's emet, or truth. The psalmist recognizes the immense value of these divine gifts in maintaining the purification of the psalmist. Thus, the psalmist honestly admits to being pure because the psalmist recognizes what the Lord has done. In this, the psalmist is expressing gratitude that is similar to what Brother Lawrence expressed when he said, If I have not failed, I give thanks to God and acknowledge it is God's doing. When the Lord cleanses us and helps us to remain clean, it is right to give thanks to the Lord, who is able to purify each of us perfectly. Sadly, not everyone accepts the Lord's purification, which can lead to the psalmist potentially being misidentified. The psalm mentions hypocrites and deceivers. By their postures and their actions, these types of people appear to be walking in righteousness but are not. It would be easy to lump the psalmist in with these pseudo-pure people. And this might be why the psalmist is so eager for a trial. Surely the Lord would be able to discern between a sincere follower who trusts in the Lord and those who lead people to trust in themselves. A trial could reveal who is following the Lord sincerely and who is not. A trial could also reveal the results of those who practice hypocrisy and deceit. The result is harm. When the wicked gather together, harm is what comes both to them and to those who are caught in their wake. The psalmist, however, can avoid causing that harm because the Lord has enabled the psalmist to be discerning enough to avoid the postures of these types of people. The psalm mentions postures of sitting, entering, and assembling. Such references indicate continual interactions, which will only result in harm. And thus, the psalmist gives thanks to the Lord for helping the psalmist avoid these postures. Rather than gathering for harm, the posturing that the Lord enables includes entering into the Lord's house, gathering around the Lord's altar, and remaining in the Lord's glory. 
this posturing, which is close to the Lord rather than close to the wicked, is definitely reason enough to give thanks. When the Lord invites us into the Lord's life-giving works, it is right to give thanks to the Lord, who is able to posture each of us perfectly. Sadly, not everyone accepts the Lord's posturing, which can again lead to the psalmist being misassociated. The psalm mentions sinners who hold themselves back from where they should be, and violent people who have blood on their hands. The psalm also mentions types of people who use their hands to abuse others or to take bribes. For the people in these groups, there is the desire to plant themselves firmly, where they can reach out and grab whatever they want with their hands. The psalmist does not want to be gathered up with them, presumably because the psalmist would be within their reach. Additionally, the psalmist would be caught up in the fallout, when those who are abused or extorted or violated use their hands to gain vengeance on those who abuse them. Rather than focusing on what one's hands can do, the psalm only mentions the hands of the psalmist in connection with washing. Now, this might be because the psalmist is more concerned about where the psalmist's feet are than where the psalmist's hands are. This is not about grabbing more with one's hands. This is about being able to stand with one's feet. The psalm declares gratitude for being able to walk in cleansing and in redemption and in favor. The feet remain the focus, as the psalmist mentions standing on level ground where one's foot does not slip. Or trip. If one can plant one's feet securely, then one can remain near the source that can bring cleansing. If able to stand, the psalmist can wash hands that might become filthy. If able to stand, the psalmist can walk closer to the Lord. If able to stand, the psalmist can remain in the assemblies. Interestingly, the psalm uses assemblies plural. And these assemblies could be either composed of those who give thanks to the Lord or those who are acting wickedly. The psalm could be describing the ability to rise up and bless the Lord in either of these assemblies. So whether the psalmist is planted before those who honor the Lord or those who cause harm, the psalmist can bless the Lord. And when the Lord enables us to remain in the blessing that comes from the Lord, it is right to give thanks to the Lord who is able to plant each of us perfectly. So in Psalm 26, we are encouraged to give thanks for how the Lord is purifying, posturing, and planting us perfectly. And it might be significant that the proclamation of thanksgiving and the recounting of wondrous works are positioned right in the middle of the psalm. The word for thanksgiving is todah in Hebrew and inesios in Greek. And the words describe an offering that a worshiper could bring to the Lord in gratitude for what the Lord has done. Each worshiper at a thanksgiving offering would be invited to communicate what the Lord has accomplished. And any hearer might easily misunderstand. Since this word is surrounded by connections to wicked people both before it and after it, the potential for being misidentified and misassociated is still there. In this instance, the psalmist's claims about being perfectly purified, postured, and planted could easily be misunderstood. However, even if the act of bringing the offering of thanksgiving to the Lord is misunderstood, the psalmist will still give thanks. Even if the act of bringing this offering is misassociated, the psalmist will still give thanks. 
even if no one else understands why the psalmist is bringing this offering of thanksgiving, the psalmist will still give thanks. Will we? Truly, it is right to give thanks to the Lord, even when the Lord is the only one who knows that we are giving thanks with sincere gratitude. And with the ways that the Lord purifies us, postures us, and plants us, we truly have a lot for which we can give thanks to the Lord. Let us hear now the prayer of Nathan Hitchcock as he puts to music the words in the 26th Psalm. I hope you enjoyed that clip, which has been used with permission from the Psalms Project. The song is called Judge Me, Psalm 26, and features Nathan Hitchcock singing and Phil Kiggy on guitar. It comes from Volume 3, Psalms 21 through 30. If you would like to go deeper into how this psalm and other psalms can be put to music, I encourage you to check out the Psalms Project. The Psalms Project is a band who has a mission to set all 150 psalms to music in their entirety. The Psalms Project was started in 2012 by Shane Heelman, who is a singer, songwriter, and producer, and has collaborated with over 70 musicians in order to set every verse of the psalms to music using modern worship styles. The Psalms Project is unique in how it uses a variety of biblical translations in an effort to balance faithfulness to the literal text and the aesthetic quality of each song. If you would like to hear the psalms sung in modern worship styles today, I encourage you to check out the four albums that the Psalms Project has produced, available at thepsalmsproject.com. I appreciate how the Psalms Project and other groups enable us to not only hear the words of the psalm, but experience how the psalms were originally set to music and were intended to be sung by individuals and groups. Thanks for joining us for 700 Seconds in the Psalm with Dr. DJ Freemeyer. If you would like to have episodes delivered to you as they are released, then you can subscribe to the channel or at djbiblecoaching.com.